Ben. Welcome to the Hustle and Houses podcast. I hope you're well, mate. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Callum. Thank you for inviting me. Much appreciated. No problem at all. No problem. So firstly, Ben, I just wanted to ask for people who don't know who you are, what is it you do? What is your name? And where are you based? Cool. So Ben Brand, I'm based in the UK in Bath, actually. Um, and in terms of what I do, I am a kind of yeah, property expert. Fundamentally, my background is as a property investor and sourcer. Um, so those are kind of two things I've been doing for quite some time. Um, my current focus at the moment is helping other property sourcing businesses grow. Um, I have a marketing company, which basically I've taken what I've learned as a property sourcer. And I now help, help other property sourcing companies either get more property deals or get more investors or both because um, some people want more of both to be frank um, and then the other thing I do I've started more recently is actually coaching because um, ultimately with my knowledge and experience sometimes it's not just good enough for me to kind of give a give a property sourcer a load of property lead deals or potential access to investors they also just need to kind of be given a bit of a hand holding to get there so yeah that's kind of what I do and you've probably seen a lot more on the socials we're obviously promoting those companies quite a bit now so um, yeah just here to kind of add value mate really Brilliant. Ben, so how, how long have you been doing that, the property sourcing that? Um, so I've been involved in property for just coming up on four years now, actually. Um, my background before that, I was actually in the military. Um, so sort of 13 years in the army, um, doing bits and pieces. But no, I've been a property entrepreneur for the last four years. Um, and yeah, done quite a lot of strategies, to be honest. Um, what I would say maybe is some value for anyone listening is... Um, <laughs> Yeah, as a property sourcer, you come across lots of different kinds of deals. And by that, what I mean is rent to rent to a service accommodation, rent to HMO, buy to let, portfolio, lease options, the list goes on. Um, I'm now a lot more focused as a sourcer. So I just a couple of niche niches I, te- I really focus on. But I must admit, I've pretty much done most things um, over the last four years up till now. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was saying to, I had someone on me the other day and I was saying the same thing. It's it's quite easy to, especially in this game, there's so many different strategies. It's it can be hard, can't it, to, to try and focus on one and then you see something else. So I completely understand that. But so obviously you invest in property yourself. You're a property source. You've got a marketing agency. Um, I imagine you just reinvest all the funds from the marketing agency into property. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've into property or into growing my businesses. There's kind of like, I, yeah. I, I kind of look at it from an investor perspective. So um, I always kind of look, have two, two columns in my life, like cash flow and investment. Um, my businesses and some of my property investment strategies dare i say are cash flow for me and then some of them are more kind of long-term asset investments so yeah different styles of property i invest in kind of like I, when you purchase something it's not more of a kind of a long-term thing so yeah i kind of balance things out but yeah that's what i love about the property sourcing model um is it's very cash flow orientated and your overheads are very low which is why actually personally i think for people looking to get into property um it's one of, if not the best, actual strategies to start with, because especially when you're kind of working on your own, really your only investment initially is time. Now, you do need to have knowledge. It's not just a case of, yeah, click your fingers, make loads of money, because um, you need to sort of put really put the time into learning how the strategies work, connecting with people, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think it's an awesome strategy for people that are starting off, because even compared to rent to rent, where you might need about 10 grand to get a deal going, um, with sourcing, you can literally get going with, well, as long as you're compliant and we know that costs about a grand to get you where you need to be. Once you've spent that money, the rest of your investment's time. Interesting. So I, I imagine you have quite a few different type of clients, but typically what is one of your sourcing clients after? Is it just, are, are they potentially, you know, cash rates time poor, just want an easy turnkey buy to let, or are they looking for low market value i imagine you get all arranged but what is the typical clients that you you know you deal with yeah i mean it's a yeah it's a very 
there is no typical in so much as actually I also try and tailor who I serve now. So when it kind of goes back to previously, I was saying um, we're a bit more focused on certain strategies. Just to be blunt, we now focus on higher ticket. I just call it higher ticket strategies. So um, we focus mm. on portfolio block, uh, portfolio acquisitions, apartment block acquisitions for kind of rental or purchase. We do still do a bit of BMV, so below market value, kind of traditional kind of motivated seller stuff. Um, I'm kind of trying... I've tried to move away from the kind of rent to rent model, et cetera, um, because obviously it's quick cash, but actually um, there's less longevity in my opinion. I would say like in the current market at the moment, you've obviously got, um, well, it's, there's a lot more uncertainty than should we, if we go back a couple of years ago, um, the market's a lot cooler. Um, and so the expectation, if we're kind of talking about purchase is, yeah, really people are looking at about 20% BMV at the moment, like price-wise. Um, in terms of sort of locations, again, you're kind of moving away from the sort of more affluent areas to be frank if you're kind of going for that strategy but um again it's kind of horses for courses so we've got sort of um some of our kind of some investors where actually their aspirations are completely different they're not particularly bothered about the actual um getting even a huge amount off to be frank or the yields for them it's just they want to invest in an area where they see long-term appreciation so yeah i'm going to kind of send me apologies apologize there because i've given you a very broad answer and the ultimate answer is um there are investors still for all kinds of strategies out there so it's very hard to nail a typical one down yeah yeah interesting I can, yeah i can imagine are you so with your personal portfolio then are you are you mostly investing in bath or where, where about do you invest oh no no not at all um i mean bath's lovely I would, <laughs> I, yeah i'm not saying that there aren't strategies that work here um but yeah if, if it was if we're talking like Vanilla buy to lets, one hundred percent wouldn't touch it with a um, with it, yeah, at all. I would say actually, kind of in terms of my current investments are predominantly South Wales, um, because there are areas there where ultimately the numbers make more sense, especially when you bring finance in. The other area I personally am actually focusing nearly all of my investment in now is assisted living. Um, I absolutely love the model. Um, I think it's obviously a there's a massive beneficial ethical benefit benefit because ultimately you are providing property you have housing for people in need. Um, I love the fact that the style that I do the investment in is we're all with government backed contracts. So ultimately, at the end of the day, the tenant is the government. And I always say, like from a personal perspective, um, yeah, if they don't stop, if they, if they if they don't pay the bills, there's probably bigger problems going on in the country than the fact that um you're not receiving your rent if the government's run out of money. Um, so it's very long term. And from an investor perspective, what I really look for, because as I said, um. Yeah, I'm kind of time poor in many regards because I've got my, my main cash flow is my businesses. So when I invest in property, I want something which is about as, here's the keys. I don't want to have anything to do with that, with that property again as possible. And um, yeah, assisted living investments, which to be honest, they're kind of scattered all over the country. They tend um, There's a couple of sort of key areas where I'm, I've looked at, but it's more the fact that 15-year contracts... Um, Fairly steady returns. If you do, if I'm going to do it down the purchase route, maybe the yields are only sort of nine, eight percent. But the fact that I don't, I don't have any worries about maintenance, etc. Um, as of an investor now, that's kind of where I'm at, and I just want the easiest kind of like put my money somewhere, feel that it's secure long term, and I get a sensible return each month. That's interesting. So with the assisted living, then is that um, is that a case of say if you buy a property in South Wales, you get onto the local council and see what they're looking for? Is that how you tend to tend to do that? Um, personally, no. Um, I would say somebody starting out, it's all about if you're kind of like looking to structure that either for yourself as an investor or even your deal sourcing, then a lot of that's about relationships. What I've found actually is, um, because I was looking at from doing this a like as a person as an investor, but b seeing how I could do it as a deal sourcer for other people. Um, 
I looked into it and I went, you know what, there's a lot of work to get there. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not averse to a lot of work, but actually there's already, so there's already some key names in the game and I won't kind of, I can't go into specifics, but there's some people that have already basically are doing this and they're looking for sources to work with and they're helping you to invest. Um, so I've kind of done my due diligence. Um, and now I'm essentially working with those that I kind of trust. Um, so essentially they're almost sourcing for me in that regard, but on the same, at the same time, pretty much investment or property sourcing in general, there's always more deals than investors. So equally, I kind of, um, yeah. There's opportunities working with them to also do a bit of co-sourcing. So yeah, that's the kind of way it's done. Some people have already got some really well-established relationships. And I would say to anyone looking at assisted living, go and talk to people that are already in the space um, because they've already done a lot of the hard work of yeah getting connected in with the kind of care agencies, whoever's giving the contracts out, be that the NHS, local councils, charities, et cetera. Yeah. So I don't know, how, how do you find in terms of, with, I don't know if you use mortgages or, or I don't know how, are you, you know, Great finance manager. things? But I know, I know some of the mortgage companies are a bit iffy, aren't they? With, with, some, yeah. I don't, I don't know why because it seems there's a contract there, and I know these are probably seven years and, and and whatever. But it seems that the mortgage companies can be a bit funny when you come to remortgage. But that's that's why I found I've not done this strategy, so I'll take it with a pinch of salt. But mm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. I, mean, I genuinely, um, I've spoken to so many mortgage brokers about this because I almost like keep like rotating through and saying, "Look, if you could crack this, you'll have people literally knocking your door down." Um, my where I'm at with it at the moment is actually if you are to purchase cash, so you obviously the, it's the simplest way is if, you, if you're doing a kind of buy to let to assisted living model, purchase cash. Um, but wait six months, and then actually there are products on the market which will allow you to then go and. Put a, put a mortgage on it so you want to wait sort of about six months just to kind of let, let, let the dust settle fundamentally from the acquisition um and then yeah that's the kind of that's kind of where i'm at for the moment scoping that exactly for myself like can i start bringing more leverage in and not just have to obviously yeah. leave a lot of cash tied up um and yeah the brokers i've spoken to i've had a few of them say now there shouldn't actually be any problems with that obviously the products are going to be more bespoke so ultimately you're going to have there's going to be less less choice i.e less competition so you're looking at a bit more interest so clearly you've got to do your maths and figure out actually in the current market with interest rates where they're at anyway does it make sense to bring leverage in um or if you do do you just accept maybe a lot lower load loan to value so maybe you don't get you just don't, don't you don't you forget about 25 percent gearing and you go you know what i might just do 50 50 let's get let's get half of my cash back and at least then i'm still got some positive cash flow each month yeah yeah definitely that's it yeah um no, it's interesting. I know I know a few people that do it. Um and it seems a great model. It's 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 quite a new model, isn't it? If, for me anyway. I'm, I've only learned about it recently. Um and I think any new model that comes out, it's like when service accommodation first come out, mortgages yeah. weren't really seen for them and now they're they're quite common. So I imagine and hopefully this will be the case with with this. Yeah, no, I, I um, think so. It's just it's look it's just that logic as you say, logically, it's couldn't again. I hate to use like this. It's not. It's nothing's one hundred percent. But my goodness, compared to other property strategies, this is about as good as you're going to get. Um. So yeah, one or two of them. One of it's like anything. You just need what one of them to kind of like go. You know what? This makes sense. They'll put a product out, and suddenly all the others will literally chase straight after them because they're like, oh wait a minute, we missed a trick here. So it will happen. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So with your with your sourcing business then, Ben, how how do you tend to source most of the properties that you're looking for? Is it just on right move where you do direct vendor campaigns or how do you tend to source? Um, yeah. This used to be an easy question to answer. We, I say we, I, my my marketing company was grown out of the fact that I was essentially marketing for my own sourcing business. And at one point I went, you know what, let's split the two out and have a sourcing business and a marketing company. 
And then that's why my marketing company now helps other sourcing companies. But um, we do a lot uh, fundamentally. So it depends on the strategy, but we run digital ads, different platforms, depending on the strategy we're going for. Um, we do a lot of outreach now. So actually list building using tools online, then picking up the phone or sending emails as an example. Uh, we do a lot of posting online. So actually posting in certain Facebook groups, connecting with certain people on Facebook. I mean, you've got all the, yeah, the riot moves, the gum trees, the open rents, the spare room. And again, I have a team that basically scrape these sites all day long, every day, and put all the data into a spreadsheet. Um, and then equally, we're following up. I mean, we do a lot of outreach on LinkedIn, actually, where we'll find um, details of potential landlords, for example. Um, we'll kind of join the dots and then try and find them on LinkedIn or Facebook or Insta, wherever we can, and then we'll contact them that way. So it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways in which we do the outreach. Um, and yeah, the beauty is because I'm a bit of a geek, as you can probably tell from kind of talking to me. Um, we automate a hell of a lot of it, and we use software because ultimately, it's um that's how you really scale this, and so that's how we we operate at scale doing it, and we kind of do the same thing for our clients ultimately. Yeah, yeah, that's very that that's very interesting. I, you know, like scraping the scraping the leads and stuff from it's a very clever way of doing it, isn't it? And like you say, obviously, you you've got the background and in, in in yeah with your agency. So, um, yeah, you wouldn't think them to go hand in hand, but they but they do, don't they? It's that they sound like you know. Yeah, yeah, or, amazing. So what, I mean, every business needs marketing, and um, it's the same for like for investors or for property deals. Um, there are the tried and tested ways of doing it manually, but a I said again, this is general advice to anyone now. Um, if you're open to like learning how to outsource, um, because there are people all around the world who will do these tasks for you for a very competitive rate, and there's still very good money based on where they live. But clearly, yeah. The, the cost of living in the UK is a hell of a lot more than most of the rest of the world, a lot, lot, lot of other places in the rest of the world. But you can bring people in to do this, and you can also bring software in. Obviously, needs to, needs time and knowledge. But suddenly, you can take an activity where, like open rent, is an easy example. You going on there, finding properties of a certain type, sending messages, responding, even though doing a call afterwards, you can get somebody very quickly to help you that do that. Put all that information in a spreadsheet. Suddenly, you could actually be filling out a spreadsheet, and as an example. All the email addresses you put in that spreadsheet could automatically, using software, be put into an email campaign. So suddenly you're automatically sending an email out. And this is just like general marketing principles at this point. Like basically build your list and hammer it, hammer that list from every direction possible. Cause um people won't it's like it goes back to even like the old school methods of sending leaflets. Um people won't respond to your first leaflet. They they on, on average they respond to like the eighth or ninth leaflet. So why not do the same with digital marketing? But instead of like just sending one full outreach, hit them from every angle possible because the, the data supports the fact that they're more likely to pick up once they've sort of seen your name six or seven times. Like, okay, right. I kind of know that now. I recognize it. We'll have a conversation. I love that then. I absolutely love that. And that's brilliant. Um, because now with AI, like you say, you can do these massive email campaigns for as little as maybe, you know, 70, 80 pound a month for a software and they can send you yeah. maybe 30 to 40,000 emails in a month, which is, I didn't expect oh, yeah, to be speaking the, about that. No, the AI is a matter just hone on the and uh, emails, for example, AI now very fairly easily just using chat GPT, pretty much all free tools at this stage. I'm talking about. Um, you could do custom one lines. So what I mean by that is um as opposed to just like literally coming up with a generic like message like, I don't know, um, hi there, are you open to starting Google property? Please contact me back. You could quickly set it up so that you could customize the name. So it'd be actually hi, name of the individual. And then if it was like LinkedIn, for example, you could like identify the fact they work at a different certain company or they've got a position and you could have chat GPC literally write something like, hi, James, um, 
I, I see you work in XYZ company. Oh, that must be re- that must be really interesting being involved in this role. I mean, that's a really rubbish example, but you can actually start tailoring every email. So everyone is genuinely different. And again, the data shows that the more somebody feels an email has been written to them, as opposed to just being spammed out, the more your response rate will go up. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think yeah. I'll be honest, Ben. I, I I know a lot of people in the game, and I don't know anyone anyone doing that. I think what you're doing there is brilliant. I think it's very very tactical thinking, and, and I, I know about stuff like this, um, like the email campaigns and stuff like that, and, and uh, agencies and stuff. But I've never ever thought to tie it in. I think it's I think what you're doing there is absolutely brilliant. No, no problem. So so you've been a property for four four years. Is that when you properly started taking it seriously? And and how how did you come up? come about it how did you realize okay i've got the was it a case of you had the agency and you thought it's doing quite well i need to put the disposable income somewhere or how did you get onto the property the property tool of your life yeah that's really good i mean just briefly like my background as i said like four years ago i wasn't an entrepreneur i wasn't in business i was i was still receiving time for money in the military and that was basically all i knew um I chose to leave the military and was kind of lucky enough that as I did, I just started reading the right books and suddenly become a bit of a self-development junkie. And then when you're reading self-development books, you kind of start on entrepreneurship. And yeah, one thing led to another. And actually, I managed to go from being in the military to an entrepreneur like immediately. I didn't have to get a job when I left, which was great um, because I was making enough money. I'll be frank, I kind of had ups and downs in that journey sort of in the first couple of years tried some things they worked amazingly tried some other things they didn't work very well um all i'll tell you right now is yes growing i got i think i started my most of my businesses about three or four months before covid kicked in so that made like growing businesses very interesting as you can appreciate um but like anything i've learned a lot in the four years um the, the whole property thing i don't know what it is it's almost like that's a hard question to answer but i just really like property um i kind of like the personable yeah. thing it's all about people um i like the fact that it's it's not, I mean, there are. I, I do other different kinds of investment, but property always feels fairly safe, especially when you own an asset. I just really like owning property um, and that kind of thought that long term it's going to go up in value, but you can do other things with it and it gives you like an outlet for being creative. And maybe that's another part of the answer is like all entrepreneurships are arguably about creativity because you're making something out of nothing and property is like another way of doing that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I've kind of got to a point now where I was kind of like, I think I found a bit of a sweet spot between my love for property, my natural geeky tendencies. And now that's why I kind of like found myself in this interesting position where I'm kind of doing marketing with a bit of a geeky head on for myself and other people. Um, and from the people perspective, I love seeing other people's businesses grow, which is why I now do a lot of coaching as well. So yeah, I hope that kind of gives you a bit of an idea of where I'm at. Um, and what I will say is having tried a lot of different property strategies um even though property sourcing could be seen by some as almost like a an entry level strategy and i did say it's a great one for people to start with i've also chosen to like keep that as one of my main strategies now even though i'm a bit further down the road because i just think it's such a good model and i really like in terms of businesses now i always look for businesses that have to be frank quite high margins because i just like having that really good baked in kind of security of having a good profit margin and to be frank with property sourcing it's quite easy to kind of maintain that does that make sense most definitely, yeah. Most definitely. So you'd say, would you say that is your favourite? That is your favourite niche end of property sourcing. Yeah, I'm 100. percent I say that's kind of that's from a trading like business perspective. That's my main. That is my main strategy. I sort of don't do other bits and pieces now. But from an investing perspective, I'm almost the opposite. I look for the easiest way to make sort of steady income, which is why I'm assisted living. So those are some of my core focuses now. I've got. I still do things in other areas. Um, still got involvement in property development. Still got a few rent to SAs myself, for example. But um. If anything, I'm kind of like, yeah, 
I'm, I'm keeping them as long as they were. The moment they don't, they're gone, and I won't look to replace them. If that makes sense. Most definitely, yeah. Most definitely, I, I, your sort of journey, if you like, sounds quite very similar to mine. I started off at the start, and it was very, very scatty, trying to do all different, um, all different things, and and in the end, when you have done all these things, it tends to just be okay. What's the, <laughs> what do I enjoy? What's the easiest thing to do, and what's the most profitable? And boom, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. But. But I'm like, oh, the enjoyment thing for me is probably key, the most key. I really, enjoy, I mean, hopefully it comes across the things I do now. I genuinely really enjoy. And I would say that to anyone getting into anything, not even just property, but business in general. I know it's cheesy, but find something you enjoy because otherwise you're not going to put in the hours and the days and the weeks and the months of work required to get it to where it needs to be. Um, so yeah, you've got, to, you've got to have a bit of passion for it fundamentally. I agree. I agree. I, same sort of time. I, I feel like 2020 was a time where everyone, a lot of people, changed into into business didn't he um around that time because at mm-hmm. the same time i started i started the moving business and i just basically wanted to start a business and i couldn't have picked a more oh god it was it was an absolute headache and i and i enjoyed it at first and then i just grew to hate it so i think whatever you start and like you've just you know said make sure you absolutely love it because otherwise once things get tough you know you, you kind of end up I, I luckily i've sold that business now which is which is great but it's, yeah, it was an absolute headache, but um, property I love. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, everything about it I enjoy. Awesome. Um, like you said, the people thing. You, it's you can In my opinion, it's it's one of the best the best industries. Um, so, what are your what are your plans for the for the future then, Ben? Great question. Um, so, I'm in a very privileged position at the moment where I've got three growing businesses, and so I am ultimately yeah put looking to grow all of them. Um, my marketing business has got really good pipeline now, so ultimately we've got some very happy clients who are telling people and we're obviously promoting our marketing business so i want to continue to massively grow that um it's at the it's, it's now essentially hit six figures already in terms of it's a six-figure agency which is amazing so i want next next step for that second seven figures as an agency um sourcing business um similarly looking to grow that i've actually got my first kind of full-time uk uk-based member staff starting next week so really ramping up that the kind of yeah essentially the amount of people we work with there in terms of value i would say probably visibly the most the biggest thing i'm passionate about growing now is my property coaching um business because that literally started two weeks ago um already got clients i'm working with that i'm seeing great results with and ultimately i think that's one of the areas i can essentially offer people the most value and as you can probably tell i quite like jumping on a zoom or going and meeting people and having a bit of a chat and hopefully giving them some advice so honestly the more of that i can be doing to, to help people the more yeah, the happier i've been mate yeah yeah and what does what does the um, the coaching consist of? Then is it like is it helping people start up coaching uh, business? Does that focus on teaching people property sourcing, or is it is it a mix of things? Because I I genuinely believe um, 80 to ninety percent of people aren't doing the property property sourcing game aren't doing what you're all doing there, and that's, and that's obviously why you're having so much success of it. Is is that in the, is that in the coaching program, or is it is it is it is it something else? No, it's one hundred percent that. So it is taking. Um, I mean, I'll, tell, I'll be honest. This, the way it came about, I've coached people in the past in sort of different property areas, um, and I stopped doing it for a while. Um, when I was growing my marketing company, what I was finding is some of the clients I was working who I, who I am working with, they're early on in their journey, and ultimately, as well as us giving them like loads of leads, like loads of property investment deals, and also connecting them with investors. There was just something missing and they were basically asking me lots of questions because they knew that I had the experience. And I went, well, really, I kind of need to start 
these people would be benefit as much from what I'm doing from a like the lead perspective as actually having like some hand holding and like more general business acumen. So I started offering it to them. They said yes. And then I've, I started offering it to other property sources. But exactly as you said, um, 100%. I'll, we'll start with the basics. So I've, start, I've got people that are literally right at the beginning. They're not even really started going yet. I've got businesses that are a bit further along and they've actually got a deal flow, but we're now refining it. So it's, it all depends on where they're at. But clearly anything that I think will grow their business. And yeah, of course, massively, I'm pushing them to get leverage in their business. I look at outsourcing, get software in the business so they can scale things up. Um, because as you say, it's, I mean, I don't think many people are approaching property sourcing the way my company is. Um, and I'm happily teaching people that I work with how that we're doing it because ultimately the them is such a beneficial position because they can just massively increase the amount the volume of leads coming in both for investors and deals and then ultimately their job is just to connect the two and charge a fee by adding value so yes in short mate yeah I'm sure you, you're going to absolutely smash it out of the park with that then because uh, like I say once once people you know go on your program and they see and they see the results it brings them from. It's a numbers game, isn't it? At the end of the day, and if you if you send them leaflets, let's be honest, there's only you know a thousand leaflets. Maybe you can send and then send another. But if you're and it's costly, it's very costly. So if you if you if you've got a email marketing campaign and you can send out, um, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant, Ben. So, um, where, where's the best place to find you then, Ben? If, if anyone wants to jump on on a coaching course with you or just connect with you, where, where's the best place to find you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, not surprisingly, as a marketing agency owner, I'm on most of the social platforms. So please just search for Ben Brand. Uh, my marketing company is called B2 Free Media. Um, if you're more interested specifically in the coaching, then Property Sourcing Success is the name of the company. And there's a Facebook group, uh, open Facebook group called yeah, Property Sourcing Success Community. Um, I personally put unique content just in that group um so i'm regularly doing lives i'm regularly uploading documents um for example like deal analyzers all sorts so if you want loads of free value go in there and then yeah if you really want to reach out to me directly i'd be delighted to have a chat so yeah find me on the socials and drop me a dm that'd be awesome brilliant ben ben well it's been great to have you on and thank you for coming on the hustle and the Powers podcast i really appreciate it and um like i say much success to you much success to you i'm sure you'll you'll absolutely smash that because what what i've heard there is it's very interesting. I might even jump on myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be delighted, mate. But Callum, Callum, love what you're doing with the podcast as well, which is great to get the kind of word out there about property. So, yeah, thank you for having me on. Brilliant. All the best, Ben. Thank you very much. And hopefully we can catch up uh, maybe later next year. Spot on. Cheers, mate. See you now, Ben.